Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, other caller on the phone who I only see a telephone number, but that's all right. We are having a wonderful morning rising in this wonderfulness of the uh, Double Love Experience Lenten Prayer Call and Show Some Love podcast. I want to remind you that you can tell us your prayer request or your praise reports as we begin this prayer call, this Lenten Caesar prayer call on week number three. Number three, woohoo, moving right along. And you can also put it in the chat. I want to remind you that uh, this uh, prayer call is being recorded and then will be rebroadcast as a podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And wherever you get your podcast, you can get the uh, DLE Show Some Love podcast as well to continue to keep yourself girded up in prayer and praise reports and um, many devotional lessons. And so if anybody has a, a praise report, or um, and would like to share it on this live Zoom call this morning, Wednesday, March 10th, 2021. Feel free, feel free. Let me tell you who I am before you do. <laughs> I'm your man, Pastor Dan, uh, Dan Rodriguez, Associate Pastor of the Greater Allen AME Cathedral, CEO and founder of D-Truth Unlimited, the Intentional Life Flourishment Initiative, and former pastor of Bethel AME Church, Auburn, AKA Bethel by the Sea. Honored to be here this morning covering for Pastor Mike Bertham. Um, so, now that we got the protocol out the way, if you would like to chime in anyone and um, tell me a praise report or a prayer request, feel free. Miss Denise, good morning, good morning. Miss Brittany, Miss Ellen. Anyone? No? I have a praise report then. Um, Friday, I got like a bug, like, and I, um, I was actually, you know, when you get sick in these times during a pandemic, you kind of uh, start to think the worst. And uh, when you start feeling weak at the knees and stuff like that, you really start to wonder what kind of situation you're about to come upon. So anyway, to make a long story short, I put myself on bed rest, drank a lot of fluids and Friday and Saturday and by Sunday, praise God, <laughs> I got up and started taking a long walk and energizing myself, uh, getting uh, some oil back in those joints and uh, just making the most of my, out of my day and setting the tone and momentum for a positive atmosphere going forward. And here we are on Wednesday, DLE Lenten prayer call, and I'm feeling much better. That's my prayer. Amen. Amen. So let's see, let's see anything in the chat of anyone wanting any particular prayer? Well, you can put that there or you can come live with us. It's all good. We are participating this morning as part of a 40-day prayer by the Double Love Experience Church 
and um, I'm just excited and honored and glad to be here. I have been connected with Team Wilkes, your pastors, for uh, several years. We were ministers at the Greater Allen together, and they gave me an opportunity to teach to their young adult ministry, the Love Languages Bible Study, and it was awesome. And um, I received the mantle from Pastor Andrew to do social justice ministry. And I was a leader of the prison ministry over there as well. So let us begin. Listen, before we go to our scripture lesson, which will be 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 9 and 10, I want to share in honor of women's history month from the book sisters in the wilderness challenge of womanist god talk loris s williams in a statement that she makes about us the black church and how we ought to be a god force and how we have been during history a God force. Listen to what she says here. A great womanist theologian, Dolores S. Williams. Though problems in the church regarding women's freedom, faith, and self-concept are old and legion, there have been moments in the African-American history when some of the denominational churches have been effective instruments of freedom. That's us. We can be instruments of freedom. We can be instruments of survival and positive quality of life formation for Black people. This is when the Black church emerges from the soul of community-mindedness. For the Black church having neither not, uh, denominational commitment or um, religious bias, we act as... Um, accountability partners, or as she says, judges of healing and fighting and a holy God force that breathes compassion and power in the Black community and community groups that strip systems of oppression down to the core of humanity and its essential justice-bearing in the midst of oppressed peoples, economic educational freedom and survival struggles. That's what we do. Out of the black church God force, the black denominations have founded schools, built housing for the poor, birthed great civil rights movements, birthed black salvation bearers like Harriet Tubman and Sojourner Truth and Miller Granson and Ida Wells Barrett and Frederick Douglass and Martin Luther King and Megar Evans and many uh, folks like you and I. The Black church has been a holy God force holding Black people together, body, soul, and spirit as the perpetrators of genocide try to exterminate the community. Yet we rise. Ooh, ooh. Listen, go to your Bibles, go to your Bibles now, because I want to go to our scripture. I want to go to our scripture. 
Second <clears throat> Corinthians verses uh, chapter 12 verses 9 through 10 where the word of the Lord says my grace is sufficient for you for power is made perfect in weakness so I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am content with weakness, insults, hardship, persecution, and calamities for the sake of Christ's church and for whatever, for whenever I am weak, then I am made strong. So listen, here's the deal. Paul is a little perturbed at the church at Corinth. And he's this way because you ever have friends or been in <clears throat> friendship or relationship with folks who you feel like you are giving your all to, but they're not understanding nor receiving what you're giving. Well, that was the deal with the Corinthian church they were creating spiritual superheroes. Uh, they were giving their attention to uh, these folks, these uh, so-called leaders, spiritual leaders, who were like those folks who want to create thousand dollar giving lines in people's churches and stuff like that. And he would say, aren't I as powerful and worthy as them. Um, and uh, Paul completes his argument by trying to persuade these Corinthian Christians to reject these so-called super apostles who were trying to strong arm the church. He argues that they should listen to him because though he is every bit as strong as the these so-called super apostles, he ministers out of his weakness. And I often have told people on my Christian journey how we need to do all that we can in our limited human capacity and then call on the Lord to meet us where we are to complete us in our weakness. So scholars suggest what Paul is talking about here uh, when he talks about um, uh, being strong in his weakness is what uh, is commonly known and what he calls a thorn, uh, which is his relationship to persecutions and his hardship. Uh, Paul, he was faced with some serious, serious situations that warrants calling it more than a thorn. I don't think they give it enough um, weight when they call it a thorn. It's more like a stake that you use to hold a tent up. Listen to some of the stuff that Paul has gone through. He dare not boast, but he said, these super apostles you're talking about, they're Hebrews, right? Well, well I'm a Hebrew. Um, 
are they Israelites? Well, so am I. Are they from uh, Abraham's descendants? Well, so am I. Let me remind you, I work much harder, been in prison more frequently, been flogged uh, severely, been exposed to death again and again. Five times I received from the Jews 40 lashes of minus one. Three times I was beaten. You get the picture, right? Paul is like, how could you big up these strong-arm Christian leaders or strong-arm so-called spiritual leaders and not accept that I'm coming to you in all my authenticity? Yeah, Paul even tells them, listen, I even took consideration on you, Corinthian church, uh, by not uh, having you sustain me or give uh, the proper uh, compensation for my ministry. Instead, I had other churches paying me for the ministry that I'm doing here with you guys. So what we can extract out of this DLE Lenten season prayer call about this group of scriptures is that there are two truths and two applications. Number one, we can't forget that the Lord's grace is sufficient for us. Listen, if God is for us, who's going to be against us? Amen. Though you were a sinner set against God before you got saved or before you got into a relationship with God, he forgave you and adopted you like you were his own. Real talk. So if he's for us, Who's going to be against us? Number two, Christ's power is made perfect in our weakness. Ah, and what he's trying to say is when we reach our limits, it is Christ who is going to show up and show out to bring us through. As my sister was, Cynthia was talking about um, being in a season of unexpectedness. And that can create anxiety, but the language of uh, being made perfect uh, in, in, in our weaknesses speaks of Christ's power uh, like a telescope. Um, he telescopes his power into our weakness. Um, and what Paul meant uh, that Christ worked powerfully in and through his thorn or his stake to humbly prompt him to <clears throat> get into prayer, connect with the Lord. And how we can apply this beloved is by boasting in that weakness, knowing that God is gonna meet us where we're at. And that, this part here, um, I was slowly and took my time about wrapping my head around because I'm like, how do you boast about where you're weak at? But the reality is that God creates us all uniquely and wonderfully made. And uh, I think that uh, part of my ministry essence is to illuminate how we are more than enough. And um, God wants us to know that he gives us special gifts, talents, and abilities, and we don't have them all. And where we are weak, he meets us there. And the wonderful part about it is we would like God to just heal us from this thorn or this stake that I speak of, that Paul speaks of. But in reality, how much better is it if 
God himself makes himself present in the midst of our trials and tribulations. So Christians don't need to run and hide when they are faced with challenge or when they realize that they are deficient in an area to solve their problems. They don't need medication. They don't need to escape from their thorn. Christ rests upon us. And it's not that we're uh, able to unlock our potentials through our weakness or that our struggles produce strength in its own self. It is the weakness and struggles that open the door for Christ's power, which claims and calms the storm and raises the dead and enables ordinary folks like you and me to walk on water because we received the living water, amen? Amen. Uh, this is getting good. There's so much meat in this scripture. We don't have enough time to unpack it all. But it reminds me of eagles and how the mother eagle will drop the baby eagle out of the nest and the baby eagle will be fully aware of their weakness as they fall toward the ground. But the eagle, just like God, will swoop down and pick the baby back up and allow the baby to rise once again. So God puts his super on our natural to give us some supernatural ability. That's simplistic in, in, in his presentation, but in reality, in real talk, I think it's best for us that we don't solve every problem because we would never develop or grow if we didn't know that God could solve them. Amen? Amen. 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 God is a good God. He's a wonderful God. Yeah. He is bringing forth healing in 2021. He is bringing forth um, his mercy, his compassion, his power, his purpose we are going to be aware of what God is doing as we continue to fast and pray during this Lenten season and allow ourselves the ability to uh, move forward in our relationship with God day in and day out. And when they, when they talk about praying without ceasing, what it means is that we include God in the major decisions, God allows us to plan the minor decisions, but we always use him as the proofreader of our plans to make sure they coincide uh, with his plans, right? Okay, listen, let us pray. Father, your mercy, your grace, your power, your purpose is enough for us. We ask you to Open up our eyes, open up our hearts. Allow us to be receptive to what you are speaking. Allow us to calm ourselves during these prayer calls and throughout the day, uh, get in silence so that we can not only uh, give our petitions to you, surrender our concerns to you so that uh, the anxiety will fall off of us, but then to pause and learn how to hear from you. 
And so that's what we're doing right now, Lord God, in this Lenten prayer season. Uh, Lord, we ask for uh, comfort for the young man's family, the 10-year-old boy in Harlem that died from child abuse just yesterday. Uh, we ask for comfort for his family. We ask for comfort for the family of Jesse Madsen, uh, the Tampa, Florida police officer that uh, ran his car in front of an oncoming car that was driving the wrong direction to protect the traffic ahead of him and gave his life. Lord, give comfort to that family. Lord, give comfort to all the family. All the families that are connected to the over 500,000 people that have passed away in the United States and the millions that have caught the COVID, Lord God. Lord, we ask that you comfort, heal, strengthen and deliver. Um, Sister Pam, friends of Sister Cynthia, um, Sister uh, Brittany's, uh, uh, family and uh, sister uh, and brother Chris's family and Trilini's family and uh, the Wilkes family, uh, the Rodriguez family and all the families in the kingdom of God and beyond Lord God. We ask for healing. We ask for wisdom. We ask for power. We ask for protection. We ask for direction Lord God. We ask for um, comfort, Lord God. We ask for employment for the unemployable, unemploy, um, unemployment insurance, and COVID relief to come expeditiously. A minimum wage rising to come expeditiously. Uh, restored dreams to come expeditiously mental health and self-awareness and self-care to come expeditiously to us through Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, have your way in our lives. Give us confirmation when we're on the right path and give us um, uh, conviction when we're on the wrong path, Lord, Lord God. Um, allow uh, the Holy Spirit to um, keep us righteous, um, and on the right path, Lord God, give us power, purpose, perseverance, and uh, let us pursue you, Lord God, with a relentless intentional pursuit, Lord God, so that we can understand what you are doing in our lives, Lord God. Let us write the vision and make it plain. Let us move toward being more organized than we were yesterday, Lord God. Let us be able to line up priorities day by day by day that allow us to be used for your glory, to give you glory, and allow us to have daily satisfaction, Lord God, while journeying with you, learning your will and your word and your way and um, exposing ourselves through the biblical stories and content of how we can gird ourselves up and praise the areas where we're weak because we know that we're not outcasts, but we are victorious, uniquely and wonderfully made, Lord God. And we believe this. We declare that it is so. We understand that your wisdom will overtake us and we'll be able to say no in the right places 
and accept those things that you have set up for us to bless us and to give us uh, expansive knowledge toward a, a purposeful future, Lord God. I believe in your divine purpose over our lives, Lord God. I believe that you can continue to thrive the Double Love Experience Church and its members and your kingdom. I believe that when we <clears throat> illuminate the contributions of black and brown people, yellow people, red people, indigenous people, uh, when we illuminate all that you have created us to be, then we live in our essence. We live with the Holy Spirit shining forward and drawing your people who don't know you to you. Lord, let us be sinner magnets where the anointing on us is so bright that we draw sinners and folks who don't understand how powerful they can live with you to you, into the kingdom, into the virtual and brick and mortar churches that are existing and allow us to grow fruit, but plant seed first. And the seed planting cannot occur if we don't write our visions down, make them plain, and allow you to use us by surrendering to you, especially in this Lenten season. So give us that discernment, give us that strength, give us that power, and I'll be sure to give you all the glory. We'll be sure to give you all the glory, honor, and praise because what a friend we have in Jesus. Glory to God. So if this is our prayer petition today, Lord God, cover our families, gird them up with decision-making power that gives you honor. We ask all of this as you empower and bless our pastors, Pastor Gabby and Pastor Andrew, to move this thriving ministry forward, always counting on you as the source. These things and all things we ask in the matchless, mighty, omnipotent, omnipresent, and omniscient persona of the triune God. And the church of God say amen, 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 amen. and amen. amen. Lord, continue to use us for your glory. Hallelujah. This is awesome time. We are allowed to connect directly with God and amen. empower our days. Listen, have a blessed day. We're coming back at seven o'clock tomorrow. And I'm sure that it's even going to be better than it was today. But make this day your best day. I'm your man, Pastor Dan, for Pastors Gabby and Andrew and the Double Love Experience Church. Be well. Thank and you. walk good. Walk good. Thank, walk. thank you, Pastor Dan. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Listen, take care of yourselves. Don't be a stranger. Um, tune into all those good Friday services and just get empowered. God's going to use us. Amen. Amen. Take care, everyone. Amen. God bless you. Thank Bye -bye. you for the opportunity. Amen.